What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So you have to be hungry. You have to decide that I want this. You, there's no, this is a lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. This is something that you have to wake up and live it every single day. Right. All day. So when I'm looking for loads, I'm looking for 20 feet, 6,500 pounds. Why? A trailer is 40 feet. That's half my trailer. I only like carrying 13,000 pounds or less. That's half my weight. I've got 20 feet, 6,500 pounds, and I'm going 1,000 miles, and let's say I get $2,000 for the first partial. That's $2,000 for half my trailer. If I do it twice, that's how I make my money. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Let's get it. Hustle fam, hustle fam. Almost fell off the chair, but we are in the building. What's good, y'all? Listen, we have another amazing episode for y'all. I got my brother, Hot Shot Benny, in the building. Benny, what's good, my brother? Man, nothing much, man. Um, appreciate you for having me on the show. Going to start off with that. Uh, but uh, it's, it's really uh, amazing to be on the show. Let me say that. Mm. Seeing the content that you're pushing out, what you're amazing. doing for the community. Yeah. Appreciate you for even bringing me on. Thank you so much, bro. And I appreciate you for being here, man. I know you came a long way. You actually like fresh off the road. Oh, yeah. Fresh. Fresh out the truck, you know, right into the studio. So I appreciate that, my brother. Man, no problem. All right. Well, listen, man, we're going to get into it. Everybody wants to learn about hot shots. And I think there's nobody better but you to talk about this game, man. Um, you know, your second generation. Mm-hmm. You know, you come from a lineage of of, of, of this game right here. So I think um, you're definitely the man I want to talk to, man. So we okay. about to get into it. Okay. So let's let let let's kind of start from the beginning. First of all, let's let's talk about your company. Just just kind of put things in context. One A One Transport. Yes, sir. Right. Tell us about your company a little bit, bro. All right. So One A One Transport started off with my pops. pops. Um, you know, he did it about about a year and a half. Uh, I quit my job and basically just just took a risk and hopped on board with him. Okay. And uh, ever since then, we've been rocking. Uh, we did one truck. Then we ventured off into the second truck. Then we got a third truck and still growing to this day. Okay. Dope. 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 All right. Cool. So start off with Pops. Now, you said you quit your job. You were working. What were you doing before this? Um, I was a order selector. So What's that? If you don't know what that is, order selector is basically, you know them pallets. If you ever go into a Walmart at like 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. if you pay attention to the back, all them 12-pack Cokes, the 24-pack uh, Gatorades and stuff, or Powerades that come in, I'm packing those. I'm okay. putting those on the pallet to bring in to Walmart. Okay, okay. Yeah. Got you. All right, so let's kind of start with your upbringing a little bit. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Atlanta, from Clayton County. Okay. Well, well People don't consider that to be Atlanta, but you know. Why not? Is it like suburbs? Uh, outskirts? N- no, it ain't the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> it is suburbs, but uh, it's it's about 15 minutes away from the airport. But they like we like to claim that we're from Atlanta. Okay. But people like to say, no, y'all not from there. So, okay. But um, it's got Clayton you. County. That's where I'm from, Clayton County. Okay, got you. So you went to school, born and raised Clayton County? Um, No, I was born in, uh, what was I born? Decatur. Decatur? Born Decatur. All right. I was raised a little bit in North Carolina. Okay. Um, And then we came back over here to Atlanta and- 
been in Clayton County the rest of my life. Okay, got you. So high school, did you go to college, anything like that? No, I didn't go to college. I went okay. to high school at Miles Island High School. All right. Um, did all four years there. And after that, I went straight to work, straight to workforce. Okay, cool. So your pops was in transportation. So obviously, I'm sure that impacted you. It was, it was trucking something you always wanted to get into? Nah. So actually, pops was, he was um, working for a different company himself. Okay. He was a, a what was he? He's a manager. He was a, a manager making decent money. And he just decided, like, same thing with me. He was just like, you know what? I don't want to work for nobody no more. Okay. And he just quit. At the time, I was still working. And he was just like, let me figure this out first before you even come out here. And then we just jumped into it. So Now, Pops is in the building. Shout out to Pops. He's over there in the cut. Right. We might bring him on a little bit later. But but why? I mean, just from, you know, from what you've learned from him, why, why truck and why hot shots? Why did you get into this particular niche? Well, one, um, at first he was going to do a semi-truck. He was. He was looking to get a semi truck, but um, I think I think it's almost that fear factor. Um, it's just something that it's it's a scary feeling to get into. This is be real. It's a big old truck, you know, the maintenance, the cost, everything like that. So when he found out about Hot Shot, he was actually uh, a car dealer, okay, you know, a private car dealer, okay, and he was paying people to bring the cars to him. Ah. So the Hot Shots was coming and bringing the cars. You know, he's paying them like six, five hundred dollars, something like that, and he was like. I can get my own truck and trailer and do this myself and bring my own cars over here. Right. And at first he was going to do the cars, but then he realized that, you know, uh, it was something, I think he said something about uh, just what he felt like it wasn't enough money in it for him. Okay. And he just ventured off and he did freight. Okay. Okay. Got you. So getting the company started and Pops is here. We might have to bring you up, Pops, to tell your own story. But oh, yeah. He's still, he in the cut. But check it out. So so getting started, um, what year was this that that you actually transitioned from car sales to the truck? Um, just about what five years ago. What you got? What was it, pops? Seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Okay. All right. All right. So you watched that whole trend, that that whole process. Yeah. So so how is it? What what did you see? What did you witness? You know, just kind of getting started, getting that first truck. Um, so I know that he was in the works of talking about it. He was just, you know, talking about it and he wasn't trying to pull the trigger too fast. But I remember one day he just showed up and he had a Ford and, um, next thing you know, he had a trailer. I was still working though. I wasn't really, under, I didn't even know what he was doing. Right. You know what I mean? I just knew that he said he wanted a truck, he wanted a trailer, he's going to haul cars. And then next, you know, he's hauling freight. And one day he calls me, he's like, I'm up in the Tennessee mountains. I'm like, for what? You know, he's got his truck and trailer out there. So yeah. I was still working at the time though. Okay. So. And what year is this? Um, 18. 2018. Okay. So at what point do you make the decision to go ahead and, and, and get out there with him? Um, well, not to get too personal about it. Um, I was going through something. Okay. And um, I quit my job for those reasons. And I was kind of going through a little bit of a slump. You can say, I, I was, I'll be real with it. It was a real depression. Okay. And he just basically, I was... He just grabbed me. He just put his hand on my shoulders and just brought me on board and was like, hey, man, we're going to do this. And one day I was just out there. I don't even remember how the first day I went out there. I just knew I was out there. Okay. Okay. So, so no experience. You, you've you never, no. you know, driven hot shots before you. Mm-mm. So were you, were you nervous? Like, tell me about the emotions going into it. I'm going to tell you this. When I first was with him, my very first year, I wasn't doing anything. Okay. I wasn't. I wasn't, I was barely even paying attention. You know, there was a couple of times I realized when I got older and I was driving on my own, I was like, I have, have I been here before? He was like, yeah, you've been here, but you were asleep. Like mm. I said, I was in a depression. Mm. So that depression, um, I was just on my phone all the time in the passenger seat for a whole year, but he was still paying me every single week. 
So I would come out the truck every now and then and, you know, do a couple strap downs, stuff like that. I was paying attention, you know, learning here and there. But like I said, I was in a depression. Got you. So you're actually, you're not driving on your own No, yet. I'm not driving on your own You're, you're team driving, basically. I'm basically team driving. And you're just kind of just observing what's going on. Yeah, just trying to learn almost like a, It's like a mentorship. I was in a mentorship, basically. Okay, okay. Yeah. And and during that time, like after you kind of came out of that slump, like what did you start to see? What did you start to learn to where you felt as though you were ready to get into the truck yourself? So like I said, he was paying me every week. Okay. Right? And... At the time, I'm not paying attention. I'm, I'm coming home, and I'll be real. I'm spending the money, you know. <laughs> I'm just spending the money, hanging out with uh, girls, stuff like that at the time. And one day, I remember we went up to Oregon, and we broke down. I actually broke down and on the trailer. And the dude, you know, they ripped us off. They hit us for, like, I think it was, like, $3,800. And we was in a hotel, and I asked him, I said, you know, are we good? Because that was a big chunk of change, like $3,800. I've never seen that much money in my account before. So he was like, yeah, we good. I just brought up, I think it was like 8000 he brought up there. And he said, we dropped off the 8000 Now we got another 4000 going back to Texas. And then I already got something scheduled to go back home. Mm. It's like, yeah, we good. We just got to get through this, you know, hump. Let them fix up the trailer. We're going to go on about our business. Right. So at some point, it really clicked him. That, that was a point where it was like, he's paying me $700 to do nothing. Right. You know, if I go get my CDLs, what he going to pay me? Right. So it just clicked in my head and I just started studying for my CDLs. Okay. So you get your CDL? Yeah, I got my CDL. All right. What happens next? Um, so what happens next is I start driving with him now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just really just learning the ropes, learning how to back, stuff like that. And me being who I am, I think I could do everything. Okay. You know, but I started realizing that this is a lot more to what he's doing than what I thought he was doing. Uh, you know, like I said, that depression, I wasn't doing nothing. Right. So now I'm finally doing something like, oh, this is some real deal stuff that he's doing. Yeah. And then um, over time, we saved up enough money, got a second truck. Actually, when we got the second truck, we got two trucks at one time, and then we had that. All right, guys. Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show for reserve just in case you know we were trying to prepare if a rainy day happens the truck break down but we got the second truck which is my white truck tiffany everybody know tiffany okay um and then i went solo after that so so what was the most difficult part of the learning process after you got out of that depression like what what did you have to learn um you know to kind of go on your own um really there wasn't no difficult part my first night i went out um, and I made a mistake and said it was Tiffany. It was our the first truck that he had, the 2016 truck we had. What's, what's that truck's name? Um, Victoria. Victoria and yeah. Tiffany. Okay, Victoria cool. and Tiffany. Like so, good names. Um, he got the new truck, and then he gave me Victoria. Okay. And then I started hauling with Victoria, and my girlfriend actually over there, she came with me on my first trip solo. We went to Texas, and I broke down my very first time. <laughs> so <laughs> truck broke down. Um, literally, the dashboard went crazy. Um and luckily, um, I think I was blessed that night where I was able to park it in a decent spot. And it turned out to be the, I think it was the alternator. Mm. It turned out to be the alternator. And we was back up and rolling, but it was scary. And because she was with me, first time her being with me, I was scared because, like, I see my dad break down, but I'm with my dad. Right. You know what I mean? So right. I'm out here by myself. I'm like, I, I know what to do. I've seen him do it. But it's like, okay, you know, I'm just kind of nervous. I'm going left and right. don't know how to think. And um, finally got it fixed the next day. And we was back up and rolling. But during that night, you know, we slept in the truck. 
uh, it was hot because it's Texas. We were in the south part of Texas. And that was the most scariest part was just getting out there on my own. I mean, I knew how to do everything, strap down, load, deal with the, the um, you know, the shippers, the receivers. I knew how to do everything. Right. But it was just scary just going out there your first time. Just that road is just something different. Something Got you. Different. All right. So for people who, you know, are, are new to hot shot trucking in general, can you can you explain what hot shot trucking is and how it's different from the typical or traditional trucking? OK, um, well, hot shot trucking is basically the semi version of a semi truck. You know, it's a pickup truck with a 40 foot flatbed. That's the recommended trailer to get. Some people do 25. Some people do the 30. But we have a 40 foot. Now, the 40 foot requires you to have a CDL, just like a semi truck. But if you go the other route, which is non CDL, it's, you know, the 30 feet or you can go 40 foot as well. But you have a smaller pickup truck. So okay. we use the 3500. And if you're doing non CDL it's the 2500. Okay. So it's just a smaller version. You can do hot shotting with um, car hauling. You can do hot shotting with freight. You can do it with RVs. You can do it with boats. It's just the same thing, but just smaller. Okay. So you just now mentioned three different size trailers, right? You said right. 45 foot. What was the 40, other size? 40 foot. 40 foot. You got the 40 foot. Mm-hmm. You got the 30 feet. And then you got the 25. Now you can get them, some of them a little bit different, you know, depending on who you go get them from. Mm-hmm. But those just rank from just, you know, non-CDL and CDL. Are there any particular things that you look for look for in a trailer? Um, if you're going for a CDL trailer, mm-hmm. you're gonna try. You you want the longest trailer, obviously. Okay. You know and why um, is that? Just so you can carry more stuff. Okay. You know, just carry more stuff. Um, non CDL, you're trying to look for the weight. It's really about the weight. So when you got a CDL trailer, you're looking for something that it, it really doesn't matter. You know, when you're doing non CDL, it's the twenty six thousand pound rule and below. So okay. you're looking for that GVW or the GN, like the 14 GN. Okay. Looking for that GVWR when it comes to your trailer and your truck. So if you got a 2500, what's the, the GN is like? What's the GVWR like? Ten thousand for that? Right at twelve thousand. And then so you're looking for your trailer. Your trailer that's needs a truck. That's a truck. And then the combination. And so, the combination with, yep. the tra- with the trailer needs to be underneath twenty six thousand. Twenty six thousand. Twenty six thousand. Okay. Cool. So that's for non-CDL. And so for CDL, you said it's, what is it again? It's above that. Just above. It's so just, anything above that Anything be, above that would be CDL. All right. Got you. So anybody, so what would your advice be to anybody who's getting into uh, hot shot trucking? I mean, what's the difference between the CDL loads and the non-CDL loads? Is there way more opportunity for the CDL guys? For the non-CDL guys, talk about that. Advice when it, come, advice when it comes to that is... We don't even carry what we would consider CDL loads. Okay. Just because we got a CDL does not mean I need to carry 25,000 pounds, 15,000 pounds, whatever. Okay. If you go look at my videos, which a lot of people, you know, they know who we are. They call us the partial kings. Okay. We don't haul nothing over 10,000 pounds, really. If mm. we haul something 10,000 pounds, that's just because it's Friday and that's what we can get. You know what I mean? Right. But that's rare. Okay. Um, our loads are considered really non-CDL loads. There's no load considered non-CDL or CDL. It's just, it's just how much you can carry. Non-CDL is how much you can carry. CDLs you can carry over 26,000 pounds. Got you. So you said they call you the partial kings. Can you explain what that means? All right. So partials are basically those loads that, in my opinion, are uh, that are smaller loads. Mm-hmm. Um, they weigh less. They're smaller. And they don't really have no set time when they need to be delivered. Okay. Like it's not like um, you don't you don't need it like tomorrow or next two days, nothing like that. Okay. Um, they pay fairly well, but they most of the time you're going to see them on a hot shot. So partials just really smaller loads, dumbed down for what a semi truck. You see a semi truck they carry them big loads. Right. We so carried, that would be like LTL, right? Yeah, LTL. Oh, okay. So what would be a, an example of some of those types of partial loads? Okay. Um, like for instance, you're going a thousand miles and you're probably getting like. 
20 foot load is probably weighing like 3,000 pounds and it's probably paying like maybe $2 a mile. What's the actual commodity? Like, give me an example of actually what you're actually hauling. Um, it could be anything, man. Sometimes, like for instance, I just carried some um, some railing, a railing unit for. I think it's. I think it was. I think it's for the airport. Okay. I think it's for the airport. Uh, we've carried stuff like um, bobcats. We've carried stuff like um, just all different type of weird stuff. I carried a sign for a movie theater, old school movie theater back in the day. Okay. I carried a. a it's called a marquee. I carried that before. Um, it could be anything, man. Just freight. Just okay. Anything. Got you. So you said you're the partial king. So you're putting these multiples of these loads on your truck at one time. Is right. that, is that the key? Um, yeah, for us, that's our, that's our key. Is, is that what, what most people in the hotshot game try to do? Or do they like go for just like one particular thing? Like where's the money at? Cause that's what people are interested in. Like where, where do you, how do you make your money in hotshot trucking? I can't tell you what anybody else is doing, but I know for us, um, my pops, you know, part, he's the real partial king. He's okay. the one doing all the dispatching. I'm just a driver, but I'm the one putting it together, you know, puzzling it up when I'm seeing it. But most of the loads is he's trying to find the smallest load, paying the most amount of money. Okay. Once he finds that de- destination, everything else around it is basically just following the lead. Okay. So yeah, let's say, for instance, you got your 20-foot load in the front, and it's like 3,000 pounds. You get like $3 a mile for it. Everything else may be like $1.80, uh, maybe like $2, maybe $1.09, something like that to add on to it. Okay. So how, how how do you plan in order to be to make a complete full load like you, you know because it's so you're playing the game of feet right now right mm-hmm. so you have to like how many how many loads are you trying to get on the trailer let's let's start there like typically in a best case scenario do you want three partials at this size like I'm just trying to understand the math nah, when you it, go into it what are you looking for it's not really you're not really trying to look in that way it's just. Let's like I said, it's whatever comes on the board. Okay, you know what I mean. And once he grabs that one load that he knows he wants, he's just gonna find something going that direction. Hopefully, okay. in the same area within the two hundred mile radius when we drop off that first load. Okay, or on the way there. So, so you find the the load that you want, and then everything else is kind of like icing on the cake. Yeah, basically, pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right, and you said these partial loads they usually drop that you can deliver many times, so there's no. Time constraints, right? Usually, in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. I mean, we we try to keep it about four days, about four to five days, something like that. Okay, in the same week at least. But um, it's not like you can just hold a load for two weeks on your trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. But it's not like time sensitive. Like next no. day, usually. Mm-mm. Okay, none of it. It's, no, it's, it's I mean sometimes open. we make sometimes we make a dedicated freight. Sometimes, okay. um, but most of the times we're running those partials. That's our favorite. That's our thing right there. Got you. And then when you get unloaded, are you looking for the next load then or are you uh, pre-planning that load ahead of time? When I'm getting unloaded, I'm already some, – I'll tell you this. That's why we call him the partial king, right? <laughs> when I'm dropping off, like, for instance, um, I give you uh, – I had a week where I had 7,000 on the trailer at one time. Okay. I dropped off, and literally 15 minutes down the road, I picked up 6,200 coming back home. So, mm. literally, once I dropped off, he's already planned ahead for me to pick up in that area. He's already looking – over there in that area for me to uh, pick up and come back over here. Got you. Got you. So how far in advance do you have to look? Because you have, so I guess you're kind of, you're, you're anticipating when you're going to drop mm-hmm. and then you're, you're planning. So are you, Pop, are, 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 one, or two days. One, one or two days? So you're pretty much pre-planning that one or two days out ahead of time. Yeah. Okay. So 
what happens in the event that you get held up? You 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 can't make that delivery for some reason. The place is closed. Does that happen to you or? Um, not too often, but if something does happen like that, we just really we play with the cards that we're given at the time. You know, okay, we um we try to make what we can do. Uh, I know like this week when I got to Texas, the load wasn't ready for me today. It was supposed to be ready, so I had to wait another day. Okay, so um we either could have booked another load going somewhere else. Or we could have just waited on that load. We just decided to wait on that load. Okay, so if you book the load already, you can you can just back out, right? Once the load is booked. I mean, you 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 can if um if let's say if you don't want it, you could just say, look, I don't want the load. You could say that. I mean, with that relationship with that broker, <laughs> that, be that great. Might, and, yeah, that and, be you know, look, wouldn't be it wouldn't be a good look. But right. um, you can if you want. But um, situations like that, you can back out in that situation. You could tell okay. me, look, I don't want that load. Got you. All right. So how how are you finding loads? Are we using the load board? Yeah. The what which load board are we using? Um Pops is using DAT okay. um and truck stop. Those are his two load boards that he's working off of. Okay, got you. And how much opportunity is out there for hot shots? I mean, is it is it anywhere near what's out there for, you know, typical semis? Um is there a lot of freight? Is there not a lot of freight? Like what what what's the what's the competition look like out there? Um we I I can tell you right now from what I see on my trailer where he's booking me. It's, there's plenty of money out there for everybody. Okay. I'm going to just say it like that. I don't, I want to say there's no competition. Or like that. It's, just, it's just plenty of money. I mean, we've always, I'm always loaded every week. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, if, that's, if that's answering your question. Yeah. So, so there's never a time where it's, it's dry and, and you can't find work. I mean, I mean, I'm sure sometimes you may have to take a load that you may not necessarily want to take. It might not be pay, be paying the money you want, but. Yeah. Um, there's, I wouldn't really say it's dry. It's just so much of like, like you just said, it's not something that you really want to take or the direction that you want to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, from what I do on my channel, what I got going on, sometimes I'm telling pop, Hey, look, I want to go to Colorado. So now he's got to work harder to find me the load to go to Colorado. You know, I'm kind of picky sometimes, but sometimes when we just running, when it's just free, it's not really that much. It's not hard. Got you. Are there any particular areas that are uh, hotter for hot shots? Any particular regions, any particular markets that you guys try to get to more often than not? Um, I could tell you I'm always in the Chicago area a lot sometimes. Okay. Um, over there in um Wisconsin, over there in that area, sometimes we pull in good good freight out of there. Um, uh, but mm, that's we're everywhere. I mean, yeah. we're everywhere. But good 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 freight is usually coming out of those areas. Got you. So you you there's stuff going in there and there's stuff coming out also. Yeah. In most cases. Mm-hmm. In most okay. So. Okay, so I'm I'm just trying to understand like what's what's the key to the to the game because I've I've heard different mixed reviews about hot shot trucking. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, a lot of people obviously get into it because it's a, a maybe a lower uh, barrier to entry mm-hmm. because you don't have to use to get the CDL initially. But then a lot of people say like there's no money in it. Um, a lot of car haulers have issues with hot shot. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 do you say to to to, to those type of uh, opinions? I can't really speak about car hauling because we never did it. Okay. But I can tell you what we're doing. You just have to be hungry, man. Like you can't go work and go make a uh, a decent week. And then next week you take off because you made a couple bucks. Step one week. Okay. You can't decide I'm going to hop on the low board for two hours and then hop off the low board for the rest of the day because you ain't find nothing. I can, I mean, I'm surprised he's not on the low board right now. You know what I mean? I'm just be real with you. You know, he's usually always on the low board, right. always 24-7. I'm not joking. So you have to be hungry. You have to decide that I want this. You, there's no, this is a lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. This is something that you have to wake up and live it every single day. Right. right all right. day. 
Got you. Can you give us an idea of typically like what's the, the the rate per mile for hot shots? Is there is there a standard out there? Well, what's going on right now in the industry? Well, for right now, because a hot shot, you know, it's a lot of people getting into it right now with um they're not they don't have that much knowledge in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We always tell people minimum is two dollars a mile. Okay. You know, uh, we get picked on by the semis because of that, but at the end of the day, we're not no semi. You know what I mean? Um, but brokers out here, they they know what's going on with a lot of people getting it. So that's why we've created our platform so we can reach out to people and say, hey, let's get these rates up. Because right. we may take a load for $2 a mile, but somebody else may come underbid us and take it for like $1.30. You know what I mean? Got you. So that's, that's, we try to tell people the minimum is $2 a mile. What do you do to, to what, 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 what ways do you, uh, do you have to like run efficiently to save, like, to save in costs, like what? What are you looking at in order? Because I mean, obviously, the more you save, the more you make, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are some of those things that you do? Uh, whether it's something in preventative maintenance or things that you do to save money so you can make more money on your bottom line. Okay, so one, when you get into hot shot, we've learned very quickly to go get a fuel tank. Okay, right? that's one thing. Go get a fuel tank. You'll save a lot more fuel in my opinion doing that. Okay, you don't have to stop what, a lot. Can you explain what that is? A fuel tank. All right, so you have the ones that they have to pump on them. And then you have the ones that are gravity fed. Okay. So a fuel tank is basically just an auxiliary tank that you put on the back of your truck that gives you more fuel so you don't have to stop like every four hours, or every five hours or whatnot. Okay. Got so, you. So so you you have that in addition to the fuel that you have in Right. So truck. I have I have a 35-gallon fuel tank that comes stock with the truck. Okay. And then I have a 90-gallon on top of my truck. Okay. Got you. So the one comes stock and you have an additional that you have built right. on. All right. That's, that's a good tip. What else? Give me another one. Um, Just I would say... Mindful where you're going. Like, for instance, um, my pops doesn't like taking me through the mountains. You know, that's a lot of that could just affect your fuel. Preventive maintenance is stuff like um, keeping up to date with your oil and your fuel filter changes, stuff okay. like that. Keeping up with your truck. Um, learning how to drive your truck. Mm. Um, what does that mean? Meaning, like, I see a lot of guys doing 70, 75, like, especially when you go to Texas in that area. You don't need to go that fast. When you got all that weight on your trailer, you know, that's why I said we do the partials. You don't want to have too much weight on your trailer as well. A lot of people try to get those big old loads just because you can carry 15, 20,000 pounds doesn't mean you need to wear now your trailer. And then when they got that weight on their trailer, they're speeding down the highways. My pops always told me just keep the RPMs below 2,000 RPMs, especially when you're going up hills. You know, that's just a way to keep your truck, you know, just, just keep your truck, you know, what's the right word here? Uh, just keep it alive. Okay. You know what I mean, just keep it alive. But um, those are some tips that I can give you guys. What 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 about like uh, load securement? Uh, how, how important is load securement in, in, in hot shot trucking? It's very important, and I can tell you, I've I've um experienced a load shifting on me when I was coming over here. That's what I told mm. you about that. Okay. Um, just knowing where your points of contacts need to be. Sometimes you can't know everything. Sometimes it's just creativity. Um, but like today or yes, last night, I had to go back and check that load like five, six times on the trip, okay. you know, um, just learning how to, when you need to use a belly wrap, um, your points of contact, do you need to put a chain here? Do you need to put a strap here? Stuff like that. Can you explain that? Like points of contact and the belly wrap? Cause okay. I'm, not, I'm not familiar with all these terms. So okay. So for people who are novices, right. explain. So regulations is you need to have. Two is your first. Your first load needs to have at least two straps on it. Okay. I mean, some trucks, some semis, you'll see them have one straps on certain loads, just depending on how many loads you have on the trailer or okay. how small the load is. Okay. But you need to have at least two straps on the actual load itself. These two straps. That's by law. That's by law. Um, I think it's ten feet apart. I think the um, you can go ten feet apart. I think it's ten feet. Yes, ten feet, right? So um, at least ten feet. And let's say, for instance, you got a load of pipes. You can't just put two straps on a pipe and be done with it. 
A belly wrap is where you throw the strap over, you come underneath, and then you throw it back over. That's a belly wrap. So you secure it, you squeezing them together. You feel okay. what I'm saying? Okay. And then you have your point of contest where, like, if I'm using pipes, to say it's a 20-foot pipe and it's, like, three of them bundled up together, I'll use two belly wraps. And then I'll use a strap, you know, just to throw it over top on both ends. And then yeah. i use a belly wrap in the middle. So it's just, like I said, it's really creativity. There is no really wrong way. But the, to me, it's definitely a right way. Right. Um, if, if that makes any sense, you know. What yeah. I mean? Um, but it's it's just creativity. It's really creativity. Have you ever had any uh any scary moments with load securement being out there on the road? Yeah, like last night. I'm telling that, you, that um, load shifting. Last yeah, night. it shifted last night. The the warehouse actually loaded it wrong. Um, and I just had to keep playing with it until we got it right. Okay. So so typically, how how'd you know that the load was shifting? You just felt it. You could no when um within your first fifty miles after you pick up a load, you're supposed to check your load. You're supposed okay. to stop and check your load. Gotcha. Um, after that, flatbed drivers, the semi guys, they like to say every hundred to hundred and fifty miles, they keep checking it. When you stop at the fuel island, you check it. When you take a break to go, you know, do what you gotta go do to relieve yourself, you check it. Right. So I'm always when I'm driving, my eyes are always going left to right, left to right in my, in my mirrors. I'm always paying attention, but at the same time. I'm checking that low to see if it's tilted, if it's turned, if it's done did anything like that. So I got to pull over and do what I got to do. I'm always paying attention. I'm always alert. Got you. So what? What other? I mean, that's that's actually a good point because that just shows that you're probably a lot of guys probably don't do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They probably just, they get loaded and they go. They don't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't do those routine checks. What are some other things that you should be mindful of when you're when you're driving aside from the load shifting? What are some other things you should be looking at? Drivers, other drivers, Dri- they, other drivers. Yeah. Semis, okay, you're saying other drivers. Yeah, semis, okay. semis call them four wheelers. Um, those guys, they don't care about you. They're looking at you like you're just in the way. Um, you got to be mindful of that. Uh, mindful of. Uh, I don't think it's necessary sometimes, but it is necessary. Like your oil temperatures, auto temperatures, like that. Just be mindful of that. Um, how your how's your truck performing? Um, but it's really just them drivers, especially on the road. System drivers, man. Them other guys. That's really what you got to be mindful of. Got you. What, what type of truck do you recommend? Somebody who wants to get into hot, hot shot trucking, what type of truck should they be looking for? And around, you know, what year? What's like the, the, the oldest truck? Do you recommend buying an older truck, a used truck? Do you recommend buying new? Talk talk to us about that. Well, I don't like telling people what to go get. Right. All right? Right, right. But we drive with the Rams. Okay. Right? We got all three of our trucks, Ram 3500s. They all have ASIN transmissions and they all have that 14 gear ratio. Okay. Those are the trucks that we, we recommend. People like to talk about the new Fords, but I've heard bad stories about that 10-speed. I'm not going to knock Ford or nothing like that, but I've heard about the 10-speed. It's not the best thing in the world. Um, when it comes to age, my pop started off with a used truck. Um, it made him some good money his first year, but he was always breaking down. You know, He had to go pull over and fix it. The truck caught on fire one time. Um, a couple things like that happened with his truck, but... I recommend if you can and you can afford it, you can do it, go new. You know, um, it's going to be a while. And I'm never going to say that because my truck, when I first 20,000 miles, it broke down. Mm. So um, and it was a new truck. But that was because the whole CP4 situation that was going on um, with can the Rams. So the CP4 is uh, basically your fuel pump. All right. And it's if I'm believe if I'm correct, you know, don't quote me. I think I think I'm talking about the right thing. OK, it's from Europe. Okay. Okay. So when they when they brought it over here and they basically I guess they I want to say they were being lazy, it can't really do its job for the American diesel. See what I'm saying? So they transferred from the CP3 to the CP4 pump and it was just a whole it just what it didn't go well. It didn't okay. go well. So now they upgraded back to basically the same thing as the CP3 now. 
that if I that kind of I mean I'm, I'm it just it basically it just can't handle the diesel that America has over here, but it was made for Europe. You see what I'm saying? The okay. CP4 can't handle can't handle American diesel. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, how about uh, startup for somebody who wants to start a hotshot trucking company? Is it similar to starting a regular trucking company in terms of? Insurances, uh, you know, the the initial paperwork formation, that type of stuff, or is there differences with hot shots? Um, when it comes to the startup, like I said, that's why I brought my pops in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't like, I don't feel comfortable talking about it because yeah. I didn't start the company. Got you. You feel what I'm saying? I respect I just, that. I just followed his suit and I helped build it up. Yeah. So if I'm gonna be straight honest with it, I don't like to, like talking about it because he's the mastermind behind everything. Yeah. I just you, blew you, it up. You want to talk to us about that, pops, real quick? Come, jump, jump on here real quick. Pop's going to step in real fast. Give us a little info on, on you the got startup. That's it. That's it. What? What are we doing? You mic, mic him up real quick. Give him a mic. Pass you a mic real quick. Okay. Cool. Yeah, look at that. We come prepared, man. Put <laughs> that on real fast, man. And this is dope, man. This is actually um, really, really dope to have a father and son team out there doing their thing, you know, so I, I respect this a yeah, lot. I, yeah. I appreciate it. It's, yeah, people, um, people love it, man. Yeah, you, you got to love it. So, so Pops, man, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Can I call you Pops too? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so talk a little about getting the company started. Like, you know, the, the startup course, it, it, well, just tell people about it for people who want to get into this, into this industry. Well, the startup course is pretty much the same as a semi. I mean, we are considered a trucking company. We can literally start driving the semi right now. We are a trucking company. So our first startup costs, I started with like twenty grand. I bought a used truck for six thousand bucks. I bought a used trailer for six thousand bucks. Oh, they both were literally breaking out of me every other week. Yeah. But those old truck and trailer made two hundred forty thousand dollars the first year, even though I broke down a lot. Mm. And we're working, but we're not necessarily working every week. Sometimes it's two weeks out. One week home, two week out, one week home. So at the end of the year, you look at it, we home one week every month. Typically, we only work like nine months out of the year. Yeah. So do the math on that. Nine months, you made 240. What if you were capable of working every week? Wow. So so you, is 240, that's gross? Yes, that's gross. Okay. So what are you taking home off of that 240? Typically Roughly. about 40%. Okay. Okay, about 40%. And he was, he, I, what I wanted to ask you also, because I was asking about the dispatching yeah. and your pre-planning and all that. He said you're the mastermind with that. <laughs> Can you kind of get into, the, you know, what you're um, looking for when you're looking well, for Well, he mentioned loads? he mentioned it earlier. I look for smallest lower paying the most money. And the most money could be anywhere from 2 to $4 a mile. Okay. Typically, it's $2 a mile. Most people would tell you, look, partials, if it's even 5 feet, 500 pounds, it's probably paying $2 a mile. Some people are going to say, nah, man, y'all ain't making no money $2 a mile. Try to get four. Well, you're talking about a full truckload. If you're running a full truckload, four, five, six dollars a mile. But if you're running a partial, you can't expect to get $4 a mile all the time. It does happen. That's when you consider a hot shot, when gotcha. they need it next day. Gotcha. But what we're doing is LTL. They might need it four or five days. Mm. Sometimes you pull a military load, you might pick it up on Monday. They don't even give you a date to drop it off. And we don't want to hold it, obviously. We want to get it off by Tuesday. But nine times out of the ten, that's impossible. You probably get it there by Wednesday or Thursday. So I look for the smallest load paying the most money. I'll give you a good example. Seven feet, one thousand pounds, paying two thousand bucks, going to Idaho. No, Iowa, I'm sorry. That's about a thousand miles. Okay. That's two thousand dollars. That's two dollars a mile. I still got like thirty five feet of trailer. Mm-hmm. Or th- thirty three feet of trailer. 
So now I'm looking for something to go with that seven feet. Okay. And I'm compounding. I'm adding. Okay. And if I'm lucky, I might be able to get one or two or three other pieces. If I'm not, at least, at the very least, two. So when I'm looking for loads, I'm looking for 20 feet, 6,500 pounds. Why? My trailer is 40 feet. That's half my trailer. I only like carrying 13,000 pounds or less. That's half my weight. So if I got 20 feet, 6,500 pounds, and I'm going 1,000 miles, and let's say I get $2,000 for the first partial, that's $2,000 for half my trailer. If I do it twice, that's how I make my money. Mm, I love that, man. Yeah. Great. That's a great, like you said, he's the mastermind. Yeah, partial king, man. The partial king. So is that strategy something that you had to figure out, or is that something that like you saw other hotshot trucking companies doing? Like, How did you learn to do it that way? Did well, you have to take some L's first to, to figure it out? I never take no loss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I, I like never that. take no loss. You said that guy said I never take no losses. <laughs> I, some people say there's slow seasons. I've never seen it. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've worked in the height of COVID. We were running just like we're running now. Yeah, we're running strong. You know, we have an average, our average is $6,000 a week. You go up with three, you come back with three, pretty much. Right. A lot of times we go up with four, seven, in his case, one week, and he came back with six. So, that, you know, the reason why we go over the road versus doing local stuff, it give it the opportunity to grow small. Got you. And and earlier I was asking about, like, the, the guys who haul the cars. Why, why, right. why haven't you guys touched that at all? Is there well, not enough money in it? I used to be a car broker. Okay. I swear to God, I used to pay car brokers 50 cents a mile to bring my car to me. I don't work for 50 cents a mile. <laughs> got you. Got you. And that was four years, well, five years ago. Okay. And that's how I got into this because, you know, brokers are, are carriers were bringing me cars. Yeah. And I'd be paying them 50 cents a mile. A car coming from... California, I remember I paid a guy like 1200 bucks. He came 2,400 miles. Yeah. But people would do that. Yeah. I can't do that. So you already saw the ills of yeah. doing Yeah, and cars. I'm a car broker. That was, that's, I wanted to get into it because that's oh, what I cars. was doing. Yeah. It was gotcha. my plan to haul cars. Oh. And I had a guy, he had three semi-trucks with nine-car haulers. You know, I'm talking to the guy. He's about to sell me one. And when he realized I was serious, he disappeared. Wow. So no, you know, fear factor a little bit. Well, shoot, I can't jump into a semi. I don't have any mentor. Nobody really teach me. Right. Let me start here. Start small. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, you know, sorry to butt in like that. No, you good. You good. You know, he said 50 cents a mile. I don't want any of the car guys look at us and be like, we, we <laughs> That was five about, years you know, ago. Right, right, you know, right, right. That's right. what those guys was doing. Right, there's, yeah, some, right. there's some car haulers out there really doing their thing out there, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody's got their own, you know, their niche, but I don't want no car guys being nah, coming at us. Nah, like, nah, it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. So while I got you guys both up here, how is it? How is the father and son dynamic? Because I know it looks like it's all gravy, like father and son, like that can't be any better than Man. that. But how is it working with each other day in and day out? Nah, it's fun, really. Is right? it? It's fun. You, you don't want to strangle your son sometimes, man? You don't want to strangle your pops? My, when he was in my truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he was in my truck. But I mean, that's part of the reason why we ended up getting two trucks so quick. Yeah. To get him out the truck. <laughs> you know, and you know, it's not comfortable sleeping in a truck, two people. Right. It's small. It's not a semi. Right, right. And for the first year, he actually slept in the front seat. Uh, most times. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, tell him that you don't want to. Yeah. And, you, you know, he, he could have slept in the back, but he don't want his pops to sleep in the front seat. So I get it. That's love. But for That's the first love. year, he slept in the front seat. And like he said, he did nothing. I paid him $700 a week. And at some point, he figured it out. Well, if I were to drive, how much can I make? Yeah. So I don't want to, ex- you know, disclose how much he made. No, but <laughs> yeah. He's now, happy. 
That's that's dope. That's yeah. dope. And and you you said you guys sometimes sleep in the truck. So do most people who drive hot shots sleep in the truck, or do like sometimes people get hotels? Like how does that work? It varies. You know, okay. typically on the first night, me like for now, I'm driving tonight going to uh, New Jersey. I sleep in the truck. Maybe the second night you might get a hotel, or the third night. Okay. Some people sleep in the truck twenty four seven. Really? You know, we probably don't. We probably at least get a hotel once or twice a week. Okay, so do you kind of put that into your course? Like, say, all right, we're going to sleep in a hotel this many times a month or whatever. So you kind of build that in. It is. Okay. It's all a tax write-off. Right, right. But at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, at the same time, when you're negotiating rates, you got to think about stuff like that. I mean, we picked up a load in Colorado. The broker had the load on the board for 4000 bucks. We ended up with 62 That's a 50% markup. Wow. I mean, it was going from Colorado to Florida. $2,200 more? Yeah. It's Why? going to Florida. What was the difference? Well, How couple, did you get them up that high? A couple of reasons, which one, I didn't even know at the time. It was a military load. It was a little wide, so you had to buy permits for it. So we ended up spending $400 for the permit, okay. so we took home 58 But you got to negotiate, man. You can't just take the first crap you see on the board. If you don't negotiate, they're going to get you every time. Mm. But think about this. I got a load with a broker. Load paid 1000 bucks. I told her I can't take the load. You know, something happened, which something actually did happen. So I gave her back the load. She, cool, not a problem. Five minutes later, same load is on the board again. Eighteen hundred bucks. Where the money came from? Right, 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 right. So right. brokers actually take some of this money. I'm not saying they're stealing it. Yeah. But they're definitely taking a nice chunk. They got to get paid too. Yeah. But hopefully not at my expense. Got you. So, do do you guys like to run a lot of dedicated stuff, or are you always working the load boards? Like crazy, or do you have customers that are consistent? And, and what's the best way yeah. to do it? I mean, it varies. it varies. We like working the low board simply because he allows us to maximize our week. It doesn't always happen. Now, tell him what you told me yesterday. What? He um, He's in this phase right now where he's really just having fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. I mean, we're we making money, don't get me wrong, but, you know, we haven't... He wants to see how many loads he can put on my trailer. He wants to see how hard mm-hmm. he can work me, you know, how much money we can put on the trailer. So he's, uh, he's yeah. not phase of... Uh, Having yeah. you know, having having fun with it. Got you. So what what's the most lows you've been able to get on the trailer? Was it that? So yeah, I think it was six or seven. It was six or seven six, lows on yeah. the trailer. Yeah. yeah, that must have been a, a a hell of a time to load them things up. No, man. no, no, no. <laughs> Bear in mind what I said. You look for the smallest load paying the most money. Right. So it was a pipe like literally maybe this big. Okay. Two three inches wide. Then you put another pipe with it. Then another pipe with it, or something else with it that's narrow. Next thing you know, you got six loads in your truck mm-hmm. going now, one way. And I mean, logistically, to find that many loads that small—that sounds like that's difficult, man. Like you have to really be—it like, is. You have to be like in that load nah, board, really going through it with a fine-tooth comb, man. It is, and it's—it's it's not always there. But right. sometimes you may have to drive 30, 40 minutes to find the other one. Right. So, it, but you—you got to look on the load board. You can't just be. That's why I recommend people get dispatchers. Yeah. You got to get a dispatcher, especially the new folks. You know, get a dispatcher because a dispatcher is home looking at the load board 24-7. Right. She's more liable to see something that you may not see trying to drive and do it. Okay. And I don't recommend you driving and looking for a load. It's not the safest thing to do. Right. But right. get a dispatcher. Okay. And Got you. Not only that, I'm sorry, not yeah. only that, a dispatcher has the experience to negotiate better. You know, it, hopefully. Not all of them. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say a dispatcher is everything that you need, but... They have the ability because they've been doing it for a while to negotiate higher rates for you. Yeah. Okay. So, last question I ask you: What what would be your advice to somebody who 
is young wanting to get into hot shot trucking, what's the first thing that they should do? Somebody who's young? Yeah, young guy wants to get into hot shot trucking, like like your son. You know what I mean? Uh, but well, if, you've got to be 21 to start, yeah, first and foremost. Right. Um, but if you if you don't have the capital, I recommend going to drive for a big semi-trucking company, like a big carrier. Do that for a year until you get your money right. Then you can go become an owner-operator. Because most people just, that's what they want to do anyway, become an owner-operator. Yeah. Whether it's a small scale or a large scale. So I recommend driving either for another carrier or if you just hot shot, drive for another hot shot. The hot shotters are looking for drivers now. I'm looking for a driver now. Got you. Is it hard to find hot shot guys? It's not hard, but it's hard to find good people, period. I mean, that's why there's a shortage in the trucking company. You know, some yeah. most folks may drive for a couple of months and quit. No one wants to be at home from their family all this time. So, right. And I'll be honest with you, the big trucking companies really don't pay that well. Mm. 40 cents a mile to start. Nine times out of ten, that's about eight hundred to a thousand dollars a week. You know, we offering fifty five. So, if you're working for most hot chests, you're probably going to take on fifteen hundred dollars or more. Okay, a week. Yeah, a week. Okay, dope, man. Well, well, thanks, man. Thanks for jumping it. up here real quick and right. giving us some game. That was an impactful uh, five minutes, man. I learned. Yeah. I learned a lot in a short that's amount that, of time. That's why we call him the partial king. Yeah, he's man. he's he's definitely the partial king. Let's let him get get, get that mic off. Um, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. You can tell he knows his stuff. He came in, boom. Yeah, I'm learning something from him bro- every day, bro- man. Broke it down. Yeah. Let, let's talk about um, your YouTube stuff, man. How, how'd you get into YouTube? And what made you want to start documenting your, your your journey? Um, I've been wanting to do YouTube forever. I've been wanting to do something streaming or YouTube-wise forever. I was uh, trying to do gaming before. Okay. It didn't really work out. Yeah. Um. And then next thing you know, I'm in a truck with my dad and I'm on my phone just taking pictures of Colorado, Utah, all the places I've never seen before. And I'm like, you know, I could I could just get a camera and do this. Yeah. And um, at first it started on Instagram. People were loving the content like, man, you guys out there doing this. You guys out there doing that. And then it slowly just turned into this. And I was like, I'm going to launch a YouTube channel. No doubt. No doubt. What's the most frequently asked question you get on YouTube? How to start hot shot trucking. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one simple all the time. Simple as that, right? Yeah, simple as that. Oh, man. What do you tell them? Um, I always tell them, go watch my videos to be real, man. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, you see how he came up here, he gave up all the information. Yeah. I can't tell you everything. Right. You know, I could tell you the bare minimum, but I'm still learning from him just like you're, you're going to be learning from him. Yeah. But yeah. um, people always ask me, like, you know, they, they ask me about the trucks, but I always tell them stuff like... um. Just whatever you're doing now, keep doing what you're doing now. Save up the money because this is this is going to be a big investment. Okay. So I always tell them my best advice is to save up your money. Save mm. whatever you're doing now. Stay stay locked into it. If you're driving for a company, you want to come down because a lot of semi guys want to come do hot shot. Yeah. And I just tell them just lock in with whatever you're doing right now and save your money. How how large? What, what's the vision for uh, one A one transport? How, how large do you guys want to grow? Do you plan on adding any additional equipment? To the business, what, what got? What have you guys been, been doing? Where you at, where you at now? You at three three trucks, right? Yeah, we're at three. You have a semi also, also, right? We got a semi truck. What are you doing with the semi truck? Um, that's gonna be a project truck. Okay, you you're working on that one. Yeah, right that's now. that's that's the baby right there. That's okay, project truck. Got you. So what what what's the goals? What's the plans? Where you um, gonna take the company? Well, we're kind of on and off, but we really just want to be a decent sized company. I think we're I think we'll be fair between five to ten trucks. That's what our, our big dream is. Our big goal is, but um, we don't really want to have like. 100 trucks, 200 trucks. I mean, now, if it was to happen, then so be it. But our dream is 5 to 10 trucks. Are, are there any hot shot, hot shot outfits that run with that large of fleets? Because mostly, is there? Is that, what is it? Okay. Ooh. 
Oh, um, you talking about WTF? Okay. I don't think he's got a hundred trucks. I think he's. But he has a large. He's fleet. got a he's got a large. Because I I usually look at hot shots like a, like like you know like two like two to five or five to two, you know what I'm saying like yeah. I don't really see many large fleets like that. Yeah, he's um he he leases on a lot of people like he's got a couple guys in Georgia who work for him. Okay, so he's he's I think he's got, I think he's got like what, I think it's ten. Nah, last time I checked, he got like fifteen twenty something like that. Fifteen twenty. Yeah. So that's another opportunity you guys could lease on people. Would you would you be into doing that or would you more more, more so want to go like the employee route? Um, we're, we're, we're definitely willing to lease on people. It have to be the right, right person though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've done the lease on before and he's currently doing his own thing now. You know, okay. He came with us. I think he stayed with us for about a year. Did his thing. My dad treated him well. And, um, now he's doing his own thing. He's got his own business. I think he's got a second truck now. Okay. He's doing his thing. God bless him. That's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. All right, man. Well, listen, I, I think we learned a lot about hot shot trucking today, man. Um, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to put out there to the audience that, that I didn't ask? I, I, I just want to make sure I, I got everything. I, I try to ask all the hot shot questions I could and, and get into the business as much as I, as much as I could. I think, I think we got a little yeah, bit of about everything. Yeah. All right. Well, well what we're going to do is we're going to wrap. Uh, before we do, we have to get your final thought. The final thought is basically anything spiritual, entrepreneurial, whatever you want to put out there as, you know, your closing words to the audience. And then let everybody know where they can reach out and connect with you directly and, you know, your YouTube channel, your social media, and learn more about your, your trucking company, man. Um, so let's start with the final thought. Okay. Uh, I just, I want to put out there that no matter what you're doing, what, what camera are we looking at? We're looking at this camera? You're looking at this camera this right camera? here. That's you. All right. Whatever, whatever you're doing right now in life, man, whatever age you are, just keep pushing. You know what I mean? Um, I really believe in don't give up. Don't don't think about the negative that's going on right now. I mean, I know it's there, but you got to keep pushing and keep grinding because I've came a long way and I'm surprised at where I'm at right now. You know, um, just keep just keep grinding and keep pushing, man. Just don't quit. Don't quit. I love that, man. And um, where can the people connect with you? Um, Hot Shot Benny on everything. TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Um, Clubhouse. Clubhouse as well. Yeah, Clubhouse. We got them. Clubhouse as well. Uh, TikTok is... You're going to see me on TikTok every other day. You're going to see me on YouTube every other day. You're going to see me on Instagram every day. We do go live sometimes. We try to do lives Wednesday nights and Friday nights. We haven't really been consistent on it, but we're trying to get to that point. But yeah. Okay, dope. All right, Hustle fam. Well, Hot Shot Benny. Listen, bro, I appreciate I appreciate it. This was dope. A lot of value. Um, thank you, man, for doing this. Coming thank in you. fresh off the road. Thank you for bringing your pops, too. No Added some additional value to the show. Um, Hustle fam, you know how we do around this time. If you smell something burn, it's only a desire. Hot shot, Benny and I, we are out.